Okay, hi everyone, welcome to another episode of James Talks, um, really great to be with you. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because this is the fourth time I've actually tried to record this podcast, so, um, <laughs> um, because of technical, technical problems and phone calls and other things. So, yeah, but we've got returning guests today for the first time in um, the history of James Talks and and appropriately enough, it's the people who were my first ever interviewees on this yeah. podcast. Um, it's um, Chloe and Taylor Turner, also known as... Chasing Lovely. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like that unison. Yeah, very twins. good. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. And if you don't know who they are, um, uh, Chloe and Taylor are uh, songwriters, um, singers, writers, bloggers and are into all sorts of spiritual stuff and creative stuff and uh they're good friends of mine as well and yeah. uh we talk a lot and they've got some they've got lots of wisdom and insight and they're and they're good fun and so um yeah we're having them back on again today and they'll be back again in the future for sure yep. um because they're awesome Can't get rid of us no. we'll feast for life yeah we'll feast for life oh by the way um yeah, you'll see that the podcast, the previous episode that we were on together, and this one, also, I've got a kind of wolfy episode subtitle. Um, we're not telling you what that's for um, because it's too much fun to tell, not to tell you. Um, it's like a secret, like a thing between society, us. Society, secret like a, society. It's like a, there's there's a reason for it, but we're not telling and telling you what it is. And it's a kind You're of basically the Illuminati. It's like an in joke between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're like the um, we're like um, a secret institution that wants to take over the world. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just a little exactly. joke between us. Um, so um, yeah, but they're awesome, and we're going to talk about all sorts of different stuff today. So I'm just yep. going to get on, and we'll see where it goes, and we'll have a bit of fun. So, yep. so yeah, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Glad yeah, to be here. Always, always. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so tell us what you've been up to. Um, well, recently, uh, Chloe and I have been traveling and touring since about the beginning of the year. In early January, we left Nashville and hit the road, and now we are currently based in the Bay Area. For a couple months, we don't live here now. No. But <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, but uh, we recently... Uh, this past week did our first opening date on the Hoppa tour opening for Miko and Marie Digby in San Diego. Um, it was really fun. And, um, it was cool because I used to listen to Marie Digby when I was in middle school and then we got to sing a concert with her. So uh, that was kind of like a freaking out moment for me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> Little 12 year old Chloe was like, having a really great time 20 year old Chloe was having a really good time too <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's great and, you've, yes, been writing, and you've, fun. you've been writing some new stuff haven't you as well a little bit um we've been we've been trying to to stay inspired on the road which can often be a little bit difficult we have been working on this one song where we can get a verse like every two weeks yeah and it's a really great one but then we're stuck for two weeks with nothing <laughs> and nowhere to go. And we just, I'm, I'm really excited about the song because I'm actually helping write it, write it. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't write 
that many songs because I'm just that's just not my talent as much as it is Taylor's but yeah we're really excited about it we just don't know when the world will be able to hear it because it's been it's been taken it's been special it's been taking (laughs) taking a while to to get the goods in order so it's uh we'll see we'll see where that where that goes but um yeah we've been doing a lot of writing um otherwise like blogging and stuff we just started a series um the other week on on racial identity yeah because um we're we're mixed we're half korean half white a mix of many different <laughs> and you did a bit English as well. Did I read that? I'm right? sorry. I, did I read it? And I read one of your blogs about this. I, did, you're part English, is that right? Yeah, we are. Oh, on our dad's side, yeah. You see, so you could legitimately come and live in England. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. um, totally fit in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you've released. You've actually, and you had an, an EP out before, but now it's on iTunes and Spotify, right? Yes, and Apple Music and Google Play and I don't I don't know who uses what. I'm like Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes all the way, but apparently we get checks from other places too. <laughs> Not big checks, but I'm like people use these services, okay. <laughs> cool. It must be really yeah. cool. Because you hadn't done that last time I met, I talked to you. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a worldwide. Release. It was a soft release before. Yeah. So now. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like major, major music, major, major star, like international star. Uh, it's like a soft release <laughs> <Pretty> before. Much. <laughs> <laughs> so tell yeah. us a bit about like, because I know I've heard a few of you some new songs um, that you've written. Uh, one uh, of them, yeah, because you watched our uh, live stream that we did. Exactly. Yeah. There's this one called. Um, Cold War, right? Yes. This is this is a really cool tune. I don't know if it's even up live apart from on the the YouTube of that call, but it's freaking yeah. awesome. Um, um So t- tell us a bit about the story of this of this song that um, Cold War, where it came from. Yeah, um, Cold War was another one of those songs that took me a really long time to write and initially I had started the chorus I started from the chorus and then the song kind of built its way around that and I had this first line um what for why are we living in this cold war and I kind of set it aside because I didn't feel like I really had the inspiration to keep writing it and I didn't know if I liked it um but then I kind of came back to it And my initial reaction or instinct was to write around the theme. That's something that I I like to do in my songwriting to kind of guide me or direct me is to kind of pick up on a theme. And so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll kind of write on this theme of Cold War and have the whole song and the relationship that I'm talking about in the song kind of model that theme. Um, but as the, as the song progressed, I, I probably wrote uh, like 80 verses uh, before I really nailed down the ones that I wanted um, and the ones that resonated with me because initially it seemed for me like a good idea to follow the theme of Cold War, but then it kind of felt like it was getting stale 
Mm-hmm. And, Cheesy or predictable. Right. And and I was like, I don't really think anyone's going to be able to relate to this. I need some of the imagery of, like, human interaction. Yeah, What's sure. going on between the people? So, um, so then the first line ended up being uh, your touch, your gaze, your tone, something's changed. And I wanted to really kind of highlight what was going on in in the real world instead of trying to write around some metaphor themes metaphors uh, the cold war theme kind of you know it's there in the chorus and it's there in the bridge but as far as the verses it um it took a while for me to realize that that's the direction that it needed to go in was to really relate to something more personal mm-hmm. um but then once it did it all kind of came together and i'm, I'm glad i persevered through that song because yeah. it was one that i was feeling really down about because i was literally getting up every morning writing from the time I got up to the time, like, dinner, Chloe would literally be like, Taylor, dinner's ready. You need to come out here. <laughs> and I was Feed yourself <laughs> at this song. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that I didn't give up, and I'm glad that, um, yeah. I yeah, and, and the concept behind the song is kind of about these these arguments that you have in, in different relationships um, that, that never really make it to the surface. They're the ones that that kind of live underground and you both know that, that there's some kind of, well, it's just like a tension that's festering inside of you guys and nobody's talking about it and you're just waiting for it to come to a head and it never really does. And how a lot of times it might just be better to just hash it out and, and yell and fight for an hour or two. And it's not going to be the death of your relationship. Um, Right. I think when you bottle things up, um, that can actually end up being more destructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I know my experience of um, losing a parent, and, mm-hmm. um, and I was about your age, pretty much, yeah. when it happened. And um, that sounds really, makes me sound really old, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, yeah, I was about 23 when it happened. And, um, but yeah, the way I dealt with it was bottle it all up. You know, yeah. I didn't cry for like ten days. Wow. Um, and then when I did, I did cry. Um, but then I didn't go and see a counselor at all, and I bottled it all up, and it came out in anger and everything like that. And that's what happens when, when you bottle things up, you think you're being strong, but actually yeah. it's just really makes it worse. It makes the pain worse. Yeah. Um, when you bottle things up, and it's it's good to get it out, even if even if that means you have to shout and scream and you know like yeah. I had to actually confess that I was angry with my mum like for dying you know wow yeah and that's a common thing that happens actually in grief you know one of the you know um but um you can't bottle it up because it's like it's like numbing the numbing the pain doesn't make it go away it makes it worse no um, yeah and if you and actually I was just talking to somebody about depression and you know when you numb if you numb the pain, then you'll numb the joy as well. You, you, know, yeah. you won't be able to feel anything. No, um, and that's the scariest place you can get to. Um, so I think that song is really... I think that kind of that, that will really resonate with a lot of people. And it sounds like it's a theme that could kind of be a whole album, actually. Not that I'm <laughs> suggesting that you make an album, but you should make an album. But, um, <laughs> um, but it, no, it's an interesting theme. And... I mean, is that, is that, was that kind of, did that kind of come out of something that you're experiencing or maybe that you've been bottling up stuff or that you have done in the past or, or, or not? Or is it... Yeah, 
Definitely. Um, I would say every one of my songs um, comes from a personal experience in some way. I wouldn't say it's always directly. There are sometimes, but but every song that I write, it always relates back to me somehow because it's it's something that I've tapped into that um, that I've been feeling lately. That that's usually it's something that's been kind of like itching inside of me that usually kind of surfaces, and I, it's my way of trying to figure it out and to express myself because. Um, in normal life, I would say outside of music and songs, I'm not a very emotive person. I'm not really a very, um, I'm not the kind of person to really, uh, share my emotions and my feelings. So, uh, writing and music is just one way for me to be able to kind of get that out. So I think it's, it's definitely a necessity for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that particular song just highlights that even more because it, it really showcases like my inability to, to confront things, I would say I'm a very non confrontational person. Um, and Mm. so I, you know, and like you were saying, it's pain avoidance. It's, um, it's not wanting to have that, that confrontation with somebody because you're worried about how awkward it's going to feel. If you're going to hurt somebody else's feelings, I really hate doing that. I hate seeing, myself hurt anybody else. Um, and, and you just, you want to avoid just that bubble of like, Oh, this is going to feel horrible when I do it, but I have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's, it's slowly killing me inside. And so, yeah, I think it, it was, it was me kind of recognizing my patterns and realizing that it was, um, a destructive path, uh, for me and for everybody around me. So, yeah, I mean, creativity is the most authentic stuff. Is always the stuff that's that's coming from deep inside of us. Yeah, you know, that's um, that's real. It tells. And I've actually said this to many people that whether we whether we intend it or not, create what we create always tells the truth about us. So, so if <laughs> like, so, so if our motivation is like money or popularity or fame or whatever, mm-hmm. then that will come through in what we create somehow. Yep it will communicate itself whether you intend it or not. And yeah. if you've got, you need to have, you need to have a kind of a trained eye to see it. But if you see enough of it, you can, you can get to see those kind of things coming through. And I'm, because I've done, I've read a lot of stuff. I've listened to a lot of stuff and I've know a lot of writers. I've started to be able to notice the things, you know, when people, yeah. and often actually it's when people talk about certainty as well. Mm-hmm. Certainty, like it's something that I'm thinking about a lot at the moment, and and I actually noticed it. There's a lot of these people, like writers, who sell courses, which are, yep, like if you do this, then this will happen, this will happen, this will happen, and it all sounds really great. <laughs> you know, I actually saw a well-known writer saying, um, in a time of uncertainty, at least one thing this can make this can make you more certain about your life, and it's like, well, actually, no, it can't. It might, like, if you're making promises about that kind of thing and certainty that this will definitely happen if you do this course, then you're just setting people up to fail and yeah. be hurt because ultimately we all fail at some point, and ultimately yeah. nobody gets the res- nobody gets those results like the results that they're promising ultimately, right? Um, and so it can lead you to give up, you know. Mm-hmm. So we need to kind of embrace uncertainty and our creativity. In fact, actually uncertainty and creativity is a really good thing because you end up creating something really awesome that you never realised was inside of you. 
Yeah. And it just gives you more space to be free with what you're making without an agenda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, we look forward to hearing that more of more of your music. Um, yeah, definitely. We're excited to get in and share that one with the world. I don't know when it's going to happen, but hopefully soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So writing as well, because um, you're not just um, musicians, but you're writers too. Um, I actually read their blog before I had a chance to listen to their music, um, and it's flipping awesome. Um, <laughs> Um, both, both, both of you are just fantastic. I mean, some of the stuff you've written is so, um, and go and check out their blog, really do. It's just amazing. Um, it's so insightful and so, um, well written. Um, thank you. Um, I think, I think it's a, it's an important part of what, what Taylor and I do and just that it gives us another platform to share our voice and, and, in ways that we might not be able to through song Mm. and, um, and just using our platform to share ideas and, and put things out into the world that, that we want out there. Um, cause a lot of people will just be like, Oh, you're musicians, like just stick to what you do and don't really, we don't really want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) But which is kind of backwards, seeing as a lot of the times musicians in their songs and in their music are actually speaking their voice, their truths, their opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's loaded with all that kind of stuff. So right, you know. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's always an interesting comment. I feel. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because you're doing a series, aren't you, on your blog about um, about and you've done. I mean, you've had some interesting blog posts up there. One of them was about a story, a personal story that you shared. Yeah. Um, about meeting some strange guy in a cafe. Um, yeah. That's a very, very brief summary of it. It's yeah, quite, that's a very nice summary. That's a very it. polite summary of it, but it's actually a really powerful post, that, and I'd recommend you read that one, definitely. Because yeah, it's, it was um, crazy, because after um, she posted that blog, we've had strangers come up to us at parties just being like, oh, I read that post. Like, aren't you so-and-so from this? And and didn't you write this blog? And they're like, yeah, I never would have thought about this situation happening to me. But now that you've said that, well, what I, what I'm really glad about the fact that I decided to write that post, um, is that like she said, when, when people bring it up, when we're out, um, meeting friends or anything, I think it just gives, um, me a chance to, if, if there's somebody new in the conversation who hasn't read the blog post to, to just remind um, people to be vigilant and to, to kind of share about that because my main purpose in writing that was to, it was, it was a very, um, you should maybe explain what it kind of was about. So yeah, just unpack, just unpack a little bit of what happened. You don't have to go into graphic detail, but for people who haven't read it, just to, just to kind of explain the basics of, of what happened. Right. Um, I, I had an experience after a show when we were going out to get some food late at night um, at a uh, Denny's slash gas station hybrid, uh, and I was going to the restroom, and I had a incident of uh, sexual harassment happen when I was in the A man followed her into the restroom, basically. Yes. And okay. the rest of the details are in the blog post. Yeah. And, you need to go uh, into detail. But that's, but... <laughs> that basically kind of sums it up. 
Right. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, why, you're, why, you, yeah, why you shared it, you were saying? Yeah, um, and initially when it happened, um, I, I kind of struggled with whether I was going to share it or not. I, I, I remember going to Chloe and, and just saying, I feel really strongly that I should share this with people because I, I had no idea that this kind of thing could potentially happen in a public restroom. You know, I'd never really felt threatened in a public restroom before. Um, but I was still so afraid after that incident. Um, I was afraid, like, literally when we were driving home after it happened, I kept looking out my rear view mirrors. I was like, is this guy following we were us? driving with the lights off did when we got on back roads? Like, yeah. Did, did they get him? Um, and, and like walking to a hotel room, I was just very skittish, very nervous. Like that mm. night I couldn't sleep. I had to literally have my iPod in my ears, listening to classical music to try to calm myself down. Um, so the after effects of that, um, they were still there and I was still worried. I had all these really kind of irrational and not irrational fears of the guy somehow finding if I, if I posted about it, of it somehow reaching him and then him knowing who I was and all these really, like I said, irrational fears, but you know, they can have some validity. Um, so I was really afraid of posting about it, mm. uh, because I was afraid of this man. And, um, yeah. And I and I went to Chloe and I said like you know, I but I feel like I need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And she said ultimately it's up to you, but she said I agree that it's important. And so I I sat down and I and I wrote it and I'm glad that I did um because I feel like in a sense it put the power back into my hands. The it took yeah. kind of some of that fear away for mm. me. Um and, I, and I've been able to just, it's, it's been a conversation starter and a way for me to keep that kind of a conversation going amongst people everywhere, my friends that I care about and just kind of spreading that awareness. Um, and I hope, I hope that it's keeping people safer. So, I mean, that, that was, that was, I mean, that was a very courageous post and, and you know, I, I seriously recommend everyone go and read that because it's, it's, it's a very vulnerable post, but it's very courageous and, I always say, I mean, when you're really, really afraid to share something, that's often a good sign that you should share it. Because it's, Mm -hmm. the things you're most scared to share are probably the things that need to be shared. Um, And that was definitely a very brave thing to share. But I think, you know, and and as you say, it it seems to already have made an impact on people, a positive impact on people, which which is really, really cool. I mean, that just... You know, that's a real. I know what that's like. It's it's a real buzz when you find out something you've written has had an impact on people. You know, so um, yeah, and look forward to more of your writing. Um, I'm going to try. I'm trying to get them to, to both to both of them to uh, write guest posts for my uh, for my blog. So you might see yeah, them on my blog if you check out my blog. Um, <laughs> keep an eye out on there, and um, hopefully we'll have them on there at some point. Um, yeah, we'll get on there, and you'll soon. get to see how good writers they are. Um, so. Um, Cool, yeah, so again, it's like the creativity, you know, it's kind of, with your writing and your, and your songwriting, it's, it's about, um, what's going on inside of you, it's, Mm -hmm. it's telling your story, you know, it's being real with people, and, and having the courage to share it, I think that's, that's all, that's, that's what creativity is about, at its heart. You know, yeah. Um, and 
you know, I'm thinking of, I'm in the early stages of planning a book on creativity, and it's, um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's how, creativity, is, for me, it's how we change, how the world changes, how the world evolves, how we make life, how you make the world better, you know, mm-hmm. because the, the, I mean, when you look at, like, politics, or, or, or even, um, yeah, <laughs> um, spirituality, religion, whatever, yeah, the, the people who aren't growing, the people who seem stuck in the past, are the people who are always wedded to certainty. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. whether it's and in, I think I yeah. think part of the beauty of life is just not knowing what's coming next, um, which is oftentimes like terrifying because it could go terribly wrong, but it could also go terribly right and mm. have something happen that you never expected. And and even Taylor and I just uh, read Big Magic not that long ago um, by Elizabeth Gilbert. And it's just, it's all about creative living. And I think something interesting that she highlighted in that book was that anybody can live creatively. Um, It's not just artists. Yeah. It's, it's going after what sounds interesting to you, even if it's not a traditional path. Her dad wanted to raise goats. So he, said he acquired some goats. And <laughs> it's like, who does that? Most people would be like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know how to take care of goats. But that's just something you wanted to do. And um, and I just think that's that's a really interesting way to live. And um, it, it makes for an exciting life. Something yeah. interesting and unexpected. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, I remember the story in that book about this woman who took up ballet, is it ballet dancing? I can't remember, it was some kind of dancing anyway. And she was like in her 50s or something. You know, yeah. so she was like, and it was never going to be a career. Or was anything, it ice skating? She, yeah, that's what it was, ice skating, yeah. And she just, and she just wanted to, uh, to do it. And she, so she just did it. You know, yeah. and she wasn't that good, but she loved it. You know? Yeah, if, and, if it brings you joy, like that's that's kind of the point of life is just to experience as much joy as you can. And yeah, I think that's right. And yeah, and creativity is so much. Creating your life uh, is so much more exciting than just certainty. Certainty seems so boring, you know. <laughs> and the thing is, I used to like when I was really when I was in my like. Before my mum died, I think, I was kind of okay with certainty. I didn't know anything right. else, you know? Not because yeah. I was, not because I didn't, not because um, I was refusing anything. I was just saying, this is how it is, so I don't know any other way. But right. when my mum died, like, we talked about spiral dynamics and shifts of consciousness and major events shifting your consciousness. Right, I see yeah. now what happened is that, and we'll talk about spiral dynamics in a future podcast, everybody. Don't worry, it's going to be awesome. Um, you're going to love it. Um, but it shifted me. So I suddenly was going from this place where, like, everything made sense and God made sense and life made sense and it was all okay and certain to nothing being certain. And, like, this way of living doesn't make any sense anymore. This this right. idea of yeah, God doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, you have to adapt to a whole new way of thinking. And I didn't realise this was happening until, like, well, actually, I didn't, I only understand what was happening now, looking mm-hmm. back, because for five years, I was kind of like really uncertain, didn't know what I was doing. I was in church, but I wasn't sure and 
had all these questions but nobody was answering them and like what do I do yeah. and then I discovered Velvet Elvis and um, and I found a church where I could explore this, this stuff and I was able to doubt and question and go into uncertainty and, and that's when my, that's when I started to grow you yeah. know I've been st- stuck in the same place for a while I see now you know <laughs> and it was there was no there was no uncertainty it was all certainty and um Right. And I think, I think it's important, like, like is explained in Spiral Dynamics, that it's important to go through those phases, just even to understand that it doesn't work. Because mm. if you automatically lived with uncertainty your whole life, you might never be able to make peace with it. Because you didn't, you've always wondered what it's like to feel certain. And, and having the experience of feeling some sense of certainty in your life, you can look back and we can all look back and just say like, that wasn't fulfilling either. Mm. So you've got to try something else. <laughs> and the thing is as well, you can get, we're so, I'm reading a book called the idolatry of God and it's about our addiction to certainty. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're so addicted to it that even when we're going into like doubt, I'll doubt, I'll question all this kind of thing, we can get stuck in certainty in that place as well. So we have to, yeah. You can get to it. Basically, you get to a place where you like, and you get um, you're, you're okay in that place, and you don't want to go any further. But actually, the secret is to, even when you're down and questioning, to think, "Oh, how can I evolve from this? How can I take this and move like move on?" And that's that is really challenging mm-hmm. because I'm like really happy in that this kind of questioning, doubting, mystery. You know, it's really cool. I love it all. Everything, everything's included. Everything, you know, whatever. But yeah. what I have to think about, okay, what's the next, what's the next step? What's the, how can I, how can I take more risks? How can I, right. you know, how can I, what, 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 what else do I need to question? Where am I too certain about things? You know? Yeah. I think we all and need I to think, do that. Yeah. I think it's weird. Cause I feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm like, I've stopped questioning things because I, I just, I've, I've gone through that like extreme questioning everything and, and kind of figuring out what I, what I believe without holding on to it with a lot of certainty. You know, you hold it, you hold what you know lightly because you realize how little you know. Um, but then now I'm kind of in this place where it's like, I don't, I don't need to make up my mind on so many things. It's just like, oh yeah, this, I'm I'm existing and I'm here to enjoy this and do what I can. And maybe something happens after this and maybe it doesn't. And maybe God exists and maybe he doesn't. And I'm, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird headspace of, of living in uncertainty, but feeling very comfortable in it. Yeah. Yeah. I I get what you mean. I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very challenged spiritually right now because I, you know, I have, in many ways I'm certain of a few things, but I I mean, I I don't know them a hundred percent. They're not a hundred percent fat. I can't, you know, um, well, you know, but there are some things that I, that I, that I believe are true, you know, like yeah. Jesus and, you know, who he was and, you know, um, I mean, there's, there's historical evidence he existed, you know, so. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, 
I think I I think I believe who he was, um, and have faith. I guess to certain in that and and in the truth of that, and that something about him is true, and that I want to live the way he lived. Um, yeah, the values that he lived, and that's challenging for me because I look at. I'm on doing atheism for Lent. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And like reading this stuff, these critiques of, of Christianity, mm-hmm. um, it's reflecting back at my faith and saying, "What do you actually believe? And are you actually living this out? What is your life? What does your right. life really look like? You know, right. you, you know, do you just like you say you can say you believe anything, but what are you actually? What does your life tell you tell you about what you believe? You know." Mm-hmm. And that's that's a challenge, um, and again, it's uncertainty. You don't, you know, it's but it's uncomfortable. It's out of your comfort zone. I think that's yeah. the key, you know, to growing in faith is to being out of your comfort zone. You know, definitely. Yeah. So, um, well, we got all that from creativity. Isn't that amazing? Um, <laughs> Shocker! I think, but with I, us as a group. <laughs> well, I think it's all. In, I think it's all connected. You know, I mean, I. Um, because, as I said, like creativity is the way we change the world, the way we innovate. It's the way we make scientific breakthroughs. It's the way we come up with cures for disease. It's the way we, you know, um, it's the way politicians change things. It's, you know, imagination. Yeah. Um, yeah, creativity is involved in every aspect of life, not just the arts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I keep telling people, like, everyone is creative, you know. Um, <laughs> they'll probably just look at you like weirdo <laughs> yeah I think and then I, it'll click and then they'll be like oh okay that guy made sense <laughs> I think I don't know I don't know the exact quote but I think Einstein said something about creativity and imagination or something how imagination oh. is really really important yeah know, um in science he was a smart dude yeah he was yeah. a smart dude yeah <laughs> I think he was yeah yeah <laughs> might have been yeah <laughs> So yeah, so what's it kind of? How's your spiritual journey looking at the moment? Like, I mean, what sort of stuff are you reading and learning? What questions are you kind of having at the moment? Um, I would say if this is, I, I mean, everything is related and everything kind of <laughs> interconnects. Um, I would say for me right now, spirituality looks at me. Um, is more of me like listening to myself, um, listening to, um, being really in tune with how I'm feeling and where I want to be going and, um, what I want to be doing. And, and I think for me and I think for Chloe, it's, it's kind of, you know, as we're talking about certainty and uncertainty, I think we've kind of been feeling that our, our lives um, have been getting to a place of of too much certainty and not predictability. Yeah, predictability. I would I would say, um, and and I every mm. year I kind of made this resolution that I don't ever want one year to look like a carbon copy of the, the previous year. I always kind of mm, want to have a, a new year <laughs> and um, have it look different because there's really no point in kind of repeating what you've already done. And so for us, lately, it's it's been about having a lot of really tough conversations. Um, and so 
you know, we're talking about certainty and predictability, but then I think in these conversations, a lot of uncertainty arises Mm. when when we're talking to each other. Um, because Chloe and I, you know, we're usually on the same page about what we're feeling. We're very scary how like connected (laughs) we are. And it's probably something to do with the waves going between us we always imagine like if we could see beyond the visible light spectrum there's probably something really cool happening between us <laughs> you know there's a sci-fi movie in there i think <laughs> yeah probably but no, there, I mean, there is some there is something about that i mean because i mean i had um i don't know where i heard this but i heard this and it's a, and it's true it's a true story that um they're identical twins, and you're not you're not identical twins; you're just sisters. But no, <laughs> um, but they're identical twins, and um, one of them had a baby. Yeah. And at the exact same time, they figured it was the they figured out it was exactly the same time. Um, the other sister was the other sister got got pains down here, like you know the place oh, where right. you have children. She got a real really bad pains in her in her stomach. And she went to hospital, and there was like there was nothing wrong, but it, it turned yeah. out that her sister was having that the baby at exactly the same moment. Crazy. <laughs> so it was kind See, of there's like something going on. There so is there's something, something going on. on. I mean, they're identical twins, so it's like they're they're half the same. They're half of the same seed, kind of thing. But yep. Um, so there's definitely something going on there, and I think it happens with brothers and sisters just generally. Like, I mean, I think me and my sister, we're three and a half years apart, but. There's something like between us, which is not more, which is more than just like you have with other people. It's yeah. different, you know. It's kind of like we're on this kind of subconscious. There's this subconscious thing going on, and I'm I'm sure that's a kind of. I don't know much science about it all, but I'm sure there's some there's something going on there, you know. Yeah. Um, some unseen stuff going on. And I think I, I definitely see that with you two all the time, you know. Um, even when you're singing together and the harmonies, you know, I mean, you're just so in tune with each other. And I think that's there's definitely something going on there, yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that you're kind of on the same kind of um, wavelength in terms of yeah. supernatural, spiritual stuff. Yeah, and it's funny. It's usually Chloe who who is the instigator and who usually starts the conversation ball rolling. Um, <laughs> you know, always, even Taylor, though, Taylor always prompts me like, Oh, Chloe, like, what do you just really vague, like statements to try and get something out of me. And then I'll just right, like, I'll Oh, well, actually, <laughs> this is how I'm feeling right now. And it's usually like a very, very strong feeling and, and guidance or whatever. And, and then she's like, she just gets like this relaxed it's you too i'm the same like even she came to me i want to write it like let's write a song what should we write it about and then i was like oh well i'm kind of feeling this way and she's like oh good i've already started that song let's finish it yeah this is exactly basically the hook that i already wrote so how about let's just let's just do this and um oh, recently we were having this conversation about when Taylor was like, yeah, I don't really want to have the same year again. And, and just kind of talking about how we had come to a bit of a plateau in our experience and just not wanting to live the same thing again. And, um, so we're on the verge of making some 
some changes in our life and um because we've been touring for the last three years Mm -hmm. and um have gone around the country and traveled and been playing shows for people and making our living off of our music which has been one of the most rewarding experiences i think um and something that neither of us will ever regret um yeah i think a lot of there was so much growth that happened because of that Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm so glad that we chose to do it because Whenever I have what-ifs in my head, I always need to check those off. Otherwise, they will drive me absolutely bonkers. <laughs> um, and back when we decided to to kind of quit everything else and, and hit the road and start touring, um, that was my what-if at the time. It was, what if we were to really throw everything into this? And what if we were to just bring the music to the people? And what if we were to travel and to take this risk? And I, I think if we hadn't done that, we'd be, we'd have a lot less experiences to draw from and to grow from. But I think I'd also have that what if in my brain that would kind of be keeping me stagnant, stagnant from moving and moving forward and growing. So, yeah. what, so what are you, what are you thinking of, what are you thinking of doing then? Or is it, is that a secret? <laughs> oh no, it's no. not a secret. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not. Um, yeah, like Chloe was saying, she kind of we kind of sat down and have a con- had a conversation. She's like, you said you don't want to have the same year. How are you feeling about what's been going on? And I think Chloe and I had both been kind of getting to this place of feeling like going, playing, playing shows and doing this. It, it had kind of gotten to this plateau, this mundane feeling mm. of, uh, we weren't even really, we got to a point where we weren't even really feeling overly excited about it. And, um, it, it, it kind of had this dark kind of gloom hanging over it, which is not how we want to feel about going and playing shows and doing music and that kind of a thing. But, um, I, I think a lot of that is rooted in the fact that, um, we haven't had like a consistent, kind of lifestyle when you are traveling you feel it, it's very tumultuous emotionally um to be on the road and it's mm-hmm. funny chloe's always like yeah other musicians they'd always talk about how touring was so tough yeah oh i did you know five years of touring and then i just couldn't do it anymore and before i got to this point even like three months ago i'm like well i guess you just didn't get it i just guess that life wasn't for you and you just couldn't couldn't make it and to some extent that's true but to to another extent like it is a crazy lifestyle and sometimes it just starts to feel the same and sometimes it it will kill your creativity a little bit because you're not having new experiences you're you're having a lot of the same experiences over and over again with the interactions that you're able to have because you can't even have many in-depth interactions with people because they're you're meeting new people every day and um Mm. and even as far as relationships go you can't have them because you're traveling all the time and Mm. and just any sort of consistency um that that you want to have it's just it's can't exist so now i'm i'm apologizing in my brain to everyone that I judged for <laughs> for not being able to handle life on the road because I can't handle it mm. um and not and not like we said not in any way to say that the past few years have not been some of the most spectacular years of our lives um 
and had some of the greatest experiences and met the greatest people and, and had some life-changing shows um, that were very life-giving to us. Um, but like we said, when you reach a point where you're not excited about what's coming up, you've got to change something because you always want to have something to be looking forward to. Mm, yeah. So all of those conversations kind of accumulated in this decision for us to, um, after this little tour that we're doing, that's been like a few months, we're going to come off the road and come off the road for a while. We're going to stay in one place (laughs) for an extended period of time and, um, just going to, to get kind of random jobs and then be able to start kind of building some stability, um, in, in our lives, in our relationships in in everything, um, so that it can be more conducive for our creativity and our ability to, to create. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and that's kind of what, that's kind of what I do at the moment. I mean, like, uh, Bob, there's a guy called Bob Goff and, um, yeah. And he says that his job is basically the fundraising for the real work he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I'm actually a big, a big fan of this because um, when I started out writing, I, I was like, oh, I want to be a full time writer. I want to do this all the time. I want to go and speak everywhere. I want to, um, mm-hmm. want to do this for my living, and that's it. Nothing else, you know. And there's a part of me that still has a kind of purpose in terms of wanting to do something creative full-time in terms of I want to coach people, I want to create courses to help people grow, mm-hmm. and I want to go and do speaking and maybe, like, events and stuff that where I can talk about creativity and identity and all these kind of things to help people. And I've got this idea about something I want to create, which might, I thought, like the book I'm writing, there's some ideas in there which I think can be adapted to, to like, businesses and to you know, churches and all this kind of thing. And so I can do that. I'd love to do that yeah. as my job. And that's not, but that's not my writing. Right. That, it came out of my writing and it's linked to my writing. Mm-hmm. And it is connected to it. And definitely it's connected to it. But it's not, what I want to do, you see, what I've realised what I want to do is, the, the real thing I love to do is write books. Mm-hmm. Not blog posts. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, blog posts are kind of cool, but it's like you with touring, you know. When yeah. you've done it enough times, it's kind of like, it can get a bit, like, monotonous and a bit kind of, like, it's like a burden and things like that. So, um, what I want to do is just write the books that I really want to write. Yeah. Not And not worry about whether they sell well or not, but I need to have a job, which I do to make, to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, you know, In the meantime. So, like, for now, that's going to have to just be, like, a regular job, you know, but... Yeah. But I've got an idea of something that I want to work towards. And maybe maybe it'll be like I have a part-time job and I do this part-time or something like that, you know. Yeah. But I think Elizabeth Gilbert talked about, I think, is it in Big Magic? I don't know if it's in Big Magic. But how, like, she was a really successful writer. She had sold, like, stories to big magazines and been in loads of big yeah. magazines and made money from her writing. But she was still, like, working a day job. Yeah, she's still like, like waiting tables. Yeah, and she had she had she'd had books out and everything, you know. Yeah. And the only reason I think the only reason that she went into writing full time was 
big was not big magic. Um, eat pray love. Eat pray love like sold ten million copies. Yeah, so when that like, happens, okay, it's kind of like I'll quit my job. <laughs> so I, I don't need to work anymore, <laughs> um, and I've got yeah. to give more time to this because people are expecting more of me. So, um, but she still owns a business with her husband, mm. like a little shop or something. I think. Really? Or some some or I don't know what it is, but they own a little business. They own a business together. Um, wow. So she still has that, um, <laughs> in a sense, you know, and that's but that's a really cool thing. Because yeah. that actually gives you gives you some stability, I suppose, which is kind of cool. But it gives you a kind of sense of, like, okay, my needs are taken care of, you know, and so I can just focus on my energies on my creativity. creativity mm-hmm. you know. um, and it sounds like that's what you're doing, which is really cool, you know. Right, and I think something that I've realized is really important um, for me as a creative person is to not have my identity wrapped up in one thing. Yeah. To, to like you said, you, you really love writing, but you love being creative in other areas, and that helps you kind of disperse yourself in many different areas. Mm. And, and I think that takes a lot of pressure off of, yeah, um, the sure. thing that you might love most. Yeah, you might absolutely. Love it most, but that doesn't mean that that's what you should be doing twenty four seven because it just puts so much pressure onto it, yeah. and your identity becomes really wrapped up in it. And and I think for me, it was absolutely. You know, I was a musician, and that felt like it was kind of that was it, and mm-hmm. it, it felt like that's how everybody always identified me. That's always how I identified myself at the beginning of a conversation with somebody I would meet. Yeah. And I've kind of come to this place where it's like, eh, you know, like when I, when I meet other people, I don't necessarily know if I want to just off the bat, just say I'm a musician because I think that kind of really heads the conversation in a certain direction. And then you kind of have to always talk about that. And that kind of becomes who you are. And it's like, I'm so much more than just, than just a musician. Um, I do other things. I have other interests. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a complete and multidimensional person. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. So, um, yeah, you know, it just, it's not, it's not a horrible thing and it's not, I'm, it's not something I'm not like ashamed of being a musician or whatever, but it, it just, it's wanting to be more than that. Yeah. That's, it's really, really important actually not to get your identity wrapped up in your, your work as well, mm-hmm. because that means if, if that happens, then, um, if that happens, then you end up kind of your value your worth comes from how well your your work does or how well you feel you're doing in your work right you know and if you feel like you're failing as an artist you feel like then you then you start to feel like you're failing as a person right um, yeah because your That's whole identity place to get yeah exactly you know and one of the things i'm writing about at the moment um is uh about this whole idea that we need to ground ourselves in just the fact that we in grace you know that we are um, valuable, precious, mm-hmm. worthwhile, um, because we exist, and yeah. um, that our security is, is in the fact that we belong and that we're lovable and that we are, have infinite value and worth and are loved just as we are, and we don't need to prove ourselves to anybody or achieve anything to have that value. And um, and that's so important that we put our security. In that, not in anything that we do, including our art, you know. Um, yeah. And that actually frees us to create better art as well because we're not worried about the outcome. Yeah, um, most definitely. 
No, it's a good place. It's a good place to get to, to not, to just kind of know who you are and have that be separate, even from, from your art, from your work, from your, even your actions, just and your thoughts and your opinions, just, just knowing that you exist and that that's, that's enough and that you'll, you're always completely worthy and you're always completely worthless. Like at the same time, you have to have that, that, uh, multidimensional understanding of, you know, cause if you only see like, Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm fine. I can do this. But you also, if you actually go out and try and do it and it doesn't work, then you're like, wait, but this isn't, doesn't align with what I've told myself. It's just like, you are so important, but at the same time, you're, you can't really impact anything at all, which is kind of a scary and disturbing thought mm. initially. But the more that you meditate in that, it's completely freeing that you, you can't, you can't do everything that you think you can. So you can't screw everything up as much as you think that you can screw it up too. <laughs> That's a great way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, yes. you know, like you'll get up the next day and you'll still be here. You know, you'll still be alive, you know? Um, and that's actually one thing that I've learned from like going through losing a parent and things. Cause when you go through things that are really, really painful, you know, right. as opposed to a professional failure, like, yeah. um, it kind of teaches you what's really, really important and what's worth getting, what's worth getting upset about and what really isn't. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Nobody bought my book. You know what? Nobody's going to die because of it. And, um, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, um, I made the book. I put it out there. It exists. That's it. I've, I'm a success because of that. You know, yeah. and that's a challenge that I'm, I've got to confront this year because of my, my first book coming out. Mm. Cause I know there's something in me that really wants to, wants it to be really successful and, you know, Loads of people to buy it, and will be, and the part of me will be really hurt if it doesn't, you know. But at least now I've got the kind of awareness of like, you know what, it's not worth getting upset about this, because ultimately there's more important things, and other people are going through a lot worse stuff than this, you know. Um, yeah. So it's just having. But at the same of... time, it's like being okay with feeling what you know, even if you're like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way, but you do kind of just being okay with that as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can try your hardest to not be upset about it, but if you're going to be upset about it, just like admit that you're upset about it and then you'll be able to get over it. Um, yeah, exactly. That's the best way to do it. As quickly as you can. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Listen. And I, I think something else too, that I'm, I'm really interested in, in focusing on is like, you know how we talked about um, doing guest posts for, for your blog and then having you do a guest post for our blog and just yeah. um, creative collaboration is something that I'm really excited. And I really want to focus on this year mm -hmm. um, is yeah. kind of focusing on uh, the success of others and really bringing other people up um, because I think others success are kind of your success too. Um, and you know, even, even like Chloe and I, <laughs> This is funny. We were watching the Celine Dion video on YouTube <laughs> last night. And, oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> is, that because of, 
Is that how? Is that we do on our? Is that is that was that my heart will go on? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think she was she was doing an Elvis Presley cover song, and oh, um, right, cool. It's probably one that I've watched a million times. <laughs> um, but I was just sitting there, and, and I think a lot of the times we can sit there and just you know be in awe of other people's talents and just you know. And I, and I think we always have the thought, oh man, like I I wonder what it would be like to be able to sing like that or to do that kind of a thing, but. You know, sitting there, I was just thinking, well, if I could do that, if I was her, then I wouldn't know what it's like to experience her. And and I wouldn't know what it's like to see Celine Dion perform or to hear her um, just in the way that I don't know how people experience us and what we do. And, and I think there's something to be said about being able to, to be the one witnessing and, and taking it in and just having kind of a gratitude for that. And thinking, wow, her success is is my success because I I get to witness this and I get to and and she's enriching my life and and the world and mm-hmm. and so yeah you know, I mean, so. yeah absolutely I agree I mean I yeah I mean it's really interesting to me I mean one of the things that I've been learning about this year as well is collaborations you know yep because um, I I am and listeners will know this. We formed this creative community called Syncreate, which is uh-huh. like, you know, every month we have a theme and people can create anything, and literally anything, like any kind of thing you can think of, which is linked to that theme, and then share it. And we have a blab call every month where we talk about that theme, and it's just open to everybody, and it's totally free, and we share each other's stuff, and that's it, and that's what we do. And, um, yeah, and I'm really, really a big believer in creative collaboration I don't believe any any I mean even if I release a book and it's just got my name on it there's still people who edited that book there's still people who designed it Mm -hmm. there's people who promoted it there's people who you know um there's people people you've run into that may have inspired you to write a story or just change the way that you lived or impacted you in some sort of way yeah exactly i mean no creative project is a solo project you know right but i mean when i when i do kind of explore this book this when i write this book on creativity that i will write eventually probably next year um one of the things i really want to talk about is collaboration because i I think we need more of it and one of the things i always had this dream of creating this space a bit like hit record if you heard of it bit like that where you kind of invite people to suggest ideas and then invite people to collaborate and creating stuff like anything so you can make like mm-hmm. short films and videos and movies or books or anything and they could all go out under this banner and everyone could contribute and you could create some really great stuff you know yeah definitely um, and Probably you need money to do something like that and a reputation. Oh, and, really? You, you uh, need money for things? <laughs> well, yeah. But, you know, um, I would like to do that. Um, that kind of thing. Um, because I love encouraging people to... One of the things I'm passionate about, as you probably know, is encouraging people. You know, I mean, I do a bit of coaching already. Um, so if I, could, if I could help other people discover their creative gifts and explore them and be part of that, that would be awesome. You, know. you already do, James. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Let's be honest about that. Even Taylor will be like, oh my gosh, James said this about it, and it just made me feel like I could just keep going. <laughs> like, really? Wow. Yeah, no, like you are literally. No, such... you pop up in so many of our conversations. Yeah. It's kind of. You, you, you might, you might be much. alarmed. You might, <laughs> like, get a restraining order. 
How have you had those kind of conversations about me? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, but it's just like, yeah, you, you know that. Well, first, you know that you're going to, like, go and actually pay attention to what we're doing, and then you know that you're going to give feedback, and, and it's and it's thoughtful. It's thoughtful. It's not just like, great. <laughs> like, no, it's just like you actually take time to process what people are doing and and really tell them how it, how it impacted you. And um, obviously you can't do that for every single person out there on the Internet or you wouldn't have time to do anything else or let alone create your own stuff. But we're glad to be part of the family and part of the community that benefits from the time and energy that you do have. No, but I think you have a ripple effect. I think you have a domino effect because even with me, just seeing your encouraging spirit and your positivity – has inspired me like in the way that I'm writing my blog posts even. And I think just being able to see that putting my fears, my doubts and my worries out there has been comforting to other people. I might not be able to, you know, invest as much time, um, you know, commenting and doing other things on other people's blog posts like you are. But I think in a way it's inspired me to, to kind of in the direction that, and the things that I'm saying to other people and I think helping them in ways that by putting my own struggles and doubts out there too. So Wow. Thank you so much. That's really nice. <laughs> Wow, I didn't expect that. You don't often get that. Um wow. <laughs> I don't know what you have to say. Um Wow, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that it makes a difference. That's really cool. It's good it is encouraging to hear that, you know, when you do something and it helps other people. So um yeah. that's pretty awesome. So Wow. What wow, what a conversation. We've been talking for an hour. Um, I know. It's funny how that always happens when you're like, oh, oh yeah, well, wonder how long people are going to listen. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, one well, yeah, for the record actually listeners and when we um when we have our Skype catch up every few few weeks, we yeah. usually talk for like 2 or 3 hours. Yeah. Um, we're not going to do that today. Well, we are going to talk. We are going to talk. <laughs> we after. might, but we won't record it all for yeah. you guys. <laughs> we're, we're going to let you have to endure all of that. So, <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we kind of feel like I feel like we've reached a natural conclusion in terms of our conversation. This this oh. part of our conversation. So, um, but yeah, we'll definitely have you back again um, because I think. It's just, inter- you, I mean, like your whole story of what you're doing, like, you know, the decisions you're making and how you're evolving creatively is is really inter- interesting in itself. Um, and we kind of started at one point and now we're at another point and then we'll keep, and it's just interesting to see how you're growing and you're changing like, as creative people and as spiritual people. And I think people can connect with that and relate with relate to that. And it kind of it encourages me. Um, and I think it encourages a lot of other people too. So, yeah, we um, definitely hope so. And uh, hopefully, next time we'll have more stories, and more discoveries, more experiences to to share about. And I'm sure they'll be a lot different than things we're experiencing today. And that's what we're looking forward to. So, yeah, cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming back. Um, of course, anytime. Thank you so much for having us. We always enjoy it. Yeah. Well, um, okay, well, we'll have you back soon. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we're going to go off and keep talking. And you guys (laughs) all have a great week. Bye.